Welcome to the Coppreneur Path Podcast. Welcome to the show that is all about the path from cop to coppreneur. I'm your host, Adam Wills. With this podcast, I am going to help equip you for your own post-law enforcement entrepreneurial journey with lessons learned from my experience growing a successful post-Leo business. You'll also get to hear from fellow coppreneurs and experts in business and marketing whose advice will give you an edge against the competition. You are in the right place. So let's get after it. Welcome back to another episode of the Coppreneur Path podcast brought to you by Elio to CEO. Go check out Elio to CEO in the private community. You can come join us for private workshops every month uh, on things running the gamut from marketing to business to uh, business ideas. So please join us for free. Just go to Elio, the number two CEO.com. All right. I am here today with my guest, a very special guest. I, I know I say that every episode, but it's right <laughs> and it's true every episode, and it is on this one too. Um, I'm joined today by Tim Branion, uh, founder of True Fans and a fellow copreneur uh, from military law enforcement. So, Tim, welcome to the show. It's good to have you on. Adam, thank you so much. I'm pumped to be here. I feel like, uh, yeah, I feel like this is my community. So it's really cool. And then thanks for you know kind of getting me up to speed and showing me the. LEO to CEO. It's, it's a cool thing you got going on. So glad to be here, man. It is your community. And we were just talking about that. Um, and now I'm going to hold your feet to the fire because it's now recorded <laughs> and going out to everybody else that you are going to join the community. So uh, uh, dun, dun, we'll, dun. we'll just have to expect to see your name in there. So. <laughs> I got to verify first. I got to be authenticated because we're only four That's right. these folks. Yep. So I'll do that after this. Yes, sir. Sweet. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Well, why don't you, uh, since we've, we're starting there already anyway, uh-huh. um, maybe let everybody know a little bit about your background and, uh, you know, in the military and what you did. Yeah. So um, my back, I grew up in the Midwest in a small town called Kokomo, Indiana, primarily blue collar. I didn't have a whole lot of options uh, as far as like working, different things that I could have done. I was knucklehead. I was going nowhere really fast. Um direct reflection of the people I was spending time with. And those guys weren't going anywhere fast, no real plans, but having a good time. Uh, Primitive decision. Instead of going to college, I I thought, you know, I knew what would happen. At least I thought I knew what would happen. If I went to college, I would chase chicks. I would chase the party scene. I would drink. I would, I would, you know, get distracted. And, uh, you know, I just, I, I looked around, I saw the guys that were coming back from the military, um, had a new truck. They looked like they were in shape. They spoke different. They stood up different um, when they would rally back up at, at, you know, in the city. And I was like, you know, looking at the guys that chose the college route and it just made sense to me that I could do, I could do this thing, love it or hate it four to six years. And ultimately in my head at that time, I could just build up my resume. I could be, uh, you know, this, this sought after person after doing the military thing. So I jumped at the chance, you know, I didn't really know exactly what I was going to get out of it. Loved my time in the service. I joined as a security forces, which is our MP. If, if we got army guys out there, Navy guys, I think I call them like master at arms. can't remember. Um, you know, and I, I can go into some of those details, but basically I kept people and things safe, really primitive, kind of mind numbing initially in my career field, you know, checking IDs, verifying that someone is who they say they are going into certain restricted areas. 
and then that that developed into dispatch and then I got some law enforcement experience and then I got more so I deployed every six months I was out the door by choice I, I wanted to go overseas I, I, I spent time in Kuwait Qatar Iraq I flew over Afghanistan fortunately I didn't have to stay there and uh, so I, I've more of my background is combat operations in support of, you know, brothers and sister services out, out uh, there. And I love that a little bit more than some of the LE stuff, but, uh, but yeah, man, um, that, uh, that ultimately led, if you want me to continue forward, that ultimately led to, you know, any time in my life yeah. uh, that I had restlessness and discontent, that was always the start to change and auditing myself and auditing what was going on and, and planning, solving puzzles. Okay. How do I get to here or how do I resolve this pain or this thing? So uh, being in the military, I, I quickly discovered why they call that the service. Um, I was gone all the time. I, I uh, you know, was required to do a lot of different things that most people probably wouldn't do. And, uh, you know, I, I got to a point where um, I, I saw where I was going to be and I, I wasn't okay, like with that vision for, for like my life. I love the military. It's done way for me than I could ever do for it. The people that I met, it's awesome, but it was time for change. So I, I, I went to school, was bummed out uh, because it, it was not what I anticipated. It wasn't this trajectory of success that, I, that was good for me. So then uh, I, I did contracting overseas. That was awesome for a short stint. Got to a point in my life. I was doing the same thing that I was doing in the military, but I, making a shit ton of money. I made really good money, but I got to this point again of restlessness and discontent where I was work. I was trading time for money. It was good money, but I was missing out on other wealth aspects in my life. I was missing out on family time. I was missing out on uh, holidays. Um, I was watching people from overseas. Yeah. I lived in Kuwait and Dubai for three and a half years, the largest contracting company in the country. And, uh, you know, I was like, man, how do I make half this money? or a third of this money, but own my time and freedom. So that was this, again, primitive thought. It was like a technology, an app. And I ran through everything, dude, from a hot dog stand to <laughs> uh, franchising something to selling tater tots. You name it, dude. I had it in a green book. I used to just planning out my mastermind escape um, on how I was going to do this, what problems I was going to solve, etc. And nothing made sense to me like apps and technology. And I had a high level of belief. Again, zero experience. I know I'm not a coder at all. I know nothing. Of, I, I know a, enough to communicate, product, project, manage, but I'm not a, a writer of code. Um, so I failed, but I, I stick, stuck and stayed in the industry. We've done fantastic things for, for small and large companies all over the world in, in the tech space since then. I've failed for hundreds of thousands of dollars. Let me throw that out there. It hasn't been a smooth ride mm -hmm. by any means, but it's been an enthusiastic failing process to arrive where I'm at now. So I'm worth millions of dollars because I put in the energy and the effort and didn't quit. I think that's a huge nugget is the, the dudes that don't quit. It's really hard to lose if you never quit. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, so I'm, I'm a, a result of that. Um, you know, going, riding the emotional roller coaster, adapting and overcoming. And uh, I've generated millions of dollars online. I've helped other people, uh, you know, create income online through, through various technologies and services that we provide. I'm enjoying the moments now, even more so. I'm like centered in gratitude and, and, and enjoying the ups and the downs. 
and I'm pumped at, at where we're going. So that's kind of where we're at now. Be, beyond all that, I'm a dad, I'm a proud father of two awesome kids, a boy and a girl. They're both in my house is busy right now. And then I've got a, an awesome wife. Her name is Marla that uh, helps me organize some of the chaos and the craziness in this business world stuff. And just enjoying life, man. Shout, Shout out. out to Marla. <laughs> you know what? Every, every good and successful man has a great wife behind them. Yes. My wife, Rachel is the same. She is my rock and she's the one that keeps me in check uh, and makes sure that I don't do too many stupid things. I mean, I still do a lot of stupid things, but um, she, she minimizes the fallout. So I'm guessing yours probably does too. Dude, I'm honestly discovering how smart my wife actually is more and more like every, every month we'll have these conversations like before bed or in the kitchen somewhere. And she's, she's getting involved with some of my thoughts in regards to strategy, in regards to distribution and different different ideas that I have. And she's becoming a really great springboard, which I'm so grateful. I need that dude. Like, yeah, I'm an idea guy. I'm a creative guy, but, but she helps play the devil's advocate nicely at times and, and can be that springboard. And so I'm, I'm loving that. And uh, yeah, as far as organization goes, like the podcast stuff, the only reason I'm here right now is because Marla <laughs> sends alerts and helps me organize the back end um, of a lot of this stuff. So nice. shout out. Awesome. Awesome. Yes. Shout out to all the wives out there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, let's go back a a little bit, you know, to where you were when you were in Kuwait and Dubai and you felt like, man, there's something I've got to do something different, right? Like you were looking at, yeah, you had your fun, you were making good money, but something, something was missing. And I think the reality is, is that a lot of law enforcement are feeling that same way right now and have the last couple of years, especially because the last couple of years have sucked, right? And so many fronts for law enforcement has been really challenging. And uh, there's a lot of people out there that are like, all right, I need, I need to look at something different. Uh, I, I can't continue to go down this path. Um, and I, and I understand because I, man, I loved my law enforcement career. Don't get me. I still love the memories of my law enforcement career, even the crappy ones I still have an affinity for. Right. Yeah. But but the reality is, is I, too, kind of came to a fork in the road where I said, I got to do something different because my kids hardly ever got to see me. I wasn't spending quality time with them. Um, and, and now that's changed. And and I I hear from guys and gals all the time. Oh, I only have two years left or I only have five years left and mm-hmm. I'm just going to gut it out and stick it out to get my pension. And what I often tell them is if you have a really good business idea. Uh, and you're willing to take the risk, that risk can pay off significantly. I mean, like I could care less about my pension right now, right. That I, that I abandoned. Right. Um, and you might make up for that, right? Like, so that's what I tell them is, you know, if you're miserable, forget the pension, you can do better if, if you have a good business idea and you really push forward and execute on it. Would you say that that resonates and rings true to you as well? Yeah. Uh, so I, I've got kind of a mixed thought process on that. On that. I've always told people to work your job and mind your freedom. So work your job, working your job is, you know, the thing that you're doing to, to empower your economy, your bills, your various things that you need to, to pay and be careful with that because there are some things that are absolute uh, luxuries and you may not need those things if you're really focused on minding your freedom. So audit your numbers, know your numbers for your, your lifestyle, you and your family, 
you know, as you're making this decision, if, if, if you're feeling the need for change, feeling the need to pivot, I think do it strategically. I would never recommend that somebody, you know, just up and cut the umbilical cord of their job or the thing that's yeah. paying them because yeah. an emotional decision. I've seen that work out really bad for folks. Yep. So there is some legitimacy to this, the fear of, of, uh, you know, getting out of what you're currently doing. That being said, in the event that you are the person like me, and you know, going back to my story when I was in Kuwait, when this really started happening to me, I was making terrific money. It wasn't a hard job. It was just Groundhog's Day every day, you know, doing the same thing, show mm-hmm. up. You know, I know kind of what to expect. There was no, I, I was existing versus like thriving and growing. And I knew that. And I think that's what was causing me discomfort is that I wasn't making progress. And I think progress is this recipe yeah. for clearing a lot of the anxieties, clearing a lot of the uh, various stresses and stuff that us as men have. We want to be building, we want to be uh, contributing and serving. Right. For me, you know, I would look at time quotes and it would just rock my world, dude. Like when I was looking at like uh, quotes in, in any association like time about how this finite resource and can't get it back. It was just wrestling with me. And uh, so I got strategic and that's what I would recommend people do is think about what you can do without limiting beliefs. The number one thing that I see a lot of guys do is they don't, and this is a self-esteem issue, if they're being honest with themselves, they don't believe in their ability to go out and get results. They don't believe in their ability just yet that they can be this person that's doing X, Y, Z of the person that they admire. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's, it's bullshit. If, if yes. you need to, yeah. if you need to reconfigure the way that you look at yourself, know that. And that's about, you know, editing, uh, you know, you, you got to just like you, we go to the gym to work on our muscles and we want to improve our physique, improving your mental muscle and your, your mind about how you think about yourself and what you're, what you're able to make, um, that requires a routine that requires work. It requires that you lay down on the couch at night and you, as you're drifting off to sleep, you've got times when you go to the mental gym and you start telling yourself that I am capable. I love how it feels making $10,000 a month. There's these mental things that you can start doing and using paper and pen. And I'm not going to get into the quantum world of how this works or why it works. If you're a nerd like me, you can explore that world. So it makes more sense to you. But, but that uh, thinking is the initial point to all change, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so long story short, I think that somebody should, one, recognize where they're at. And if they're unhappy, get into the vision planning of what they can do. And, and, and how it's going to work out and work your job and mind this plan on the back end that's ultimately going to create this lifestyle that you envision and then give yourself permission to be worth that. Absolutely. Uh, it's probably the best way that I could, I, I hope to say that. And then get around people. If you're around people, because I've been in law enforcement environments where it's toxic as shit. Mm-hmm. Like people, you're around, your vibe attracts your tribe. And if you're around people that are woe is me, stuck in the mud, talking about other people, not reading, you know, not that you're, you're around this information hub mm-hmm. and you're, you're stuck in the center of it, then you're only getting that nutritional value in your mind yes. and through your ears and through your eyes and through your essence being there. So you have to get new information. You have to strategically put yourself either in headphones or in environments, events around dudes like me 
and dudes like Adam. <laughs> so you can get new information mm-hmm. and, and get that, those new beliefs. Um, I think that's a profound thing too. New information will change your life. Yes, it will. So you went through this process yourself of kind of self-evaluation and being introspective. And then you journeyed through that to, uh, to found true fans. So what I want to do here real quick is I want to, I want to take a break and then I want to come back and I want to hear more about what true fans is and how you came up with the idea. Yeah, let's do it. Hey, it's Adam here. Just jumping in for a quick break. The journey from cop to cop renewer can be challenging. Isolation, after all, is the enemy of success. You need fellow copreneurs in your corner to share resources, ideas, challenges, and wins with. You need ongoing support and training in a safe and private environment. That is exactly what the LEO to CEO community is all about. Join now for free by going to leo2ceo.com and clicking on the green button, and I'll see you at our next live workshop. Now back to the show. Okay, so Tim, we're back, and I, I want to hear more about your journey uh, to coming up with the idea for True Fans, and how how you developed that idea, and then what you did to take action on it, and and what it's turned into now for you today. Yeah, um, so I've I've never really like set out to have good ideas. Instead, I've I've been really good at seeing what sucks, and you can do that by just being observant and knowing that you have a solution simple example of this. I have a lawnmower at my house. When I drive up and down the road, I see people with tall grass. <laughs> they need their lawn mowed. Yeah. I can help them do that. I can create a system to help them do that. Same thing with windows, same thing with physical things, mm-hmm. pressure washing, roofing, you name it. A lot of people will pay for the results that you're able to give them. So in my world, it's no different. Um, and, and just so people know, you're paid in direct proportion for your ability to solve problems. Yes. Skills pay the bills. It's my opinion. I think I'm right. <clears throat> With regards to specifically true fans and, and, and most of the technology that we've built, I've, I've just been good at seeing what sucks, specifically with true fans. You know, we're living in a time where people's opinions and ideas are being suppressed. Um, people are being demonetized. Creators historically have been underpaid and undervalued since the dawn of social media. Mm -hmm. People are becoming awakened to the reality that your data is being sold and the value of your data as a business person and an individual. So we saw our competitors, right? Initially I did, I saw, you know, I won't name names. I don't wanna get, I don't wanna get a cease and desist. Oh, I can name names. (laughs) We saw our competitors. People know who our competitors are. I name them, but. (laughs) Yeah, sure, you can name them. Um, The bigger, the bigger gorillas in the room and we thought, you know, we could do better. I was like, we can, we can do better. I like, I love these, this concept, this tr- this shift, this paradigm shift on traditional social media. Um, so one of the ways that it immediately we started looking, okay, this is what they're doing. How do we stand out? How do we make an offer that's kick-ass that somebody would be dumb not to take advantage of, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that's a good thing for any business. I'm saying this because I want other business owners and entrepreneurs to think of this when they're setting out their, service or product or thing that they're going to distribute is have an offer that's awesome. So good. I get this from Alex or Mosey. So good that uh, you can't refute it. And 
so those things for us with true fans were hundred percent invite only. So instead of being like Walmart where everybody can get access, you have to be invited. Um, and you, you have to apply or know somebody on the inside that can give you access to, to bridge, you know, through that. Uh, we pay more, we pay faster. We just launched instant payments. So you don't have to wait 30 days. You can get an instant withdrawal of your active funds to a debit card of your choice within seconds, or you can do a traditional ACH, but you don't have to wait monthly for that. ACH is a bank withdrawal mm-hmm. for anybody that doesn't know. Uh, we have excellent customer support because uh, we care. It's weird in that sense. Like technology companies are really hard to get a hold of them a lot of times. We we aren't. Um, that's because we have a smaller creator base in comparison to our competitors. Uh, the next thing is we have additional features and functionalities that let our creators you know, earn through a variety of different ways, messaging, pay-per-views, um, a vault section. It's kind of like having their own Google share drive with individual folders. They could put coaching, whatever sort of content that's, that's interesting to their people. And then the biggest thing is we don't allow porn. So we're a platform that, that is for people that would love to have one of our competitors or a membership site, but they don't want to be associated to the adult industry. Maybe they're professionals. You know, we have police officers on our, on our platform. Uh, both female and male. Um, we have, you know, people in the military that are on our platform and they're not at risk within their units. They can get permission without feeling as though, you know, we're not an adult platform. So that was going to be like our, our flag where it's like, this is who we are. This is what we do. And this is what we don't do. And uh, it's worked really well. We got lucky in a sense that, you know, the, the, the pandemic occurred and all that chaos and, and we were a life preserver for a lot of folks that had to take their business off uh, or online rather. And uh, that's been rad. It's been awesome. And, and we're listening with the intent to engineer. So for, for any other, and I'm trying to be a value to other business people here. I'm not just trying to pitch my shit. Like I love what we do. It's awesome. And, and you know, I, I love that platform, but for you as an entrepreneur, I hope you can take from me, um, just kind of the thought process that I'm that I'm like giving away as far as thinking about your client and listening with the intent to engineer offer your kick-ass service that that makes it wonderful and earns that word of mouth distribution. So your service becomes the logical choice. And that's it. And your ability to adapt and overcome and your ability to to be a worthwhile um, referral. You know, get customers, make them really, 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 really happy. Those are the two simple ways to look at building a profitable business. Yeah. All the intricacies are within those two statements, but that's really it. Get customers, complex, a lot of different ways to do it. Figure out one way to do it. And then when you get that customer and as you keep getting customers, make them really, 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 really happy as if you did the first one that you got. Mm-hmm. Hard to do as you keep growing and scaling, but we're cops. You can figure it out. Yeah. Well, (laughs) you're a hundred percent right. Uh, your business grows as relationships grow. There's a direct, direct correlation between those two things. Everything is about the relationship. I mean, even Chick-fil-A understands that, right? They're not just selling chicken. They're selling, they're selling the experience of the relationship when they come, when you come through and you ask for something and the response is, uh, you know, my, my pleasure. pleasure, right? I mean, <laughs> you, and you go, oh, oh, okay. What's crazy uh, is that they've done that <laughs> you know, all pleasure. over the country. 
Yeah. They've done yeah. that all over. They've replicated this excellent customer support all over the, yes. all over the country. It's yeah. phenomenal. And that's the thing that we remember. Mm-hmm. It's rare. You can go through a drive through <laughs> line that's three rows deep and, you know, 300 cars and you're still through it in five minutes. Um, but anyhow, yeah. I, so along the way on this journey, I, I'm certain that you have learned some maybe more difficult lessons along the way that uh, would be beneficial to uh, fellow copperneurs to hear. What, what sort of things yeah. can you share? Uh, so I'm, I, I'm super empathetic. I really care about people and, and I, I care, you know, what people think. So that's a double-edged sword. Mm-hmm. You got to find the balance there. At least for me, one of my, one of my continual learning experiences is have the balance of, so like an example of this, one of the times that I failed for hundreds of thousands of dollars was building a project with who I knew was one of the wrong people inside the organization, but it took me so long to, to get rid of that person mm-hmm. because I cared so deeply and I was invested in who they could be, not who, who, who they were and how they were performing in the, in the role. So if you look at it like football, it's like I didn't take out, I didn't take out the quarterback fast enough so the whole team suffered. Yeah, the mission suffered. So I look at that now in hindsight and think, okay, you know, I need to. Sometimes it's required to have tough conversations, and and have uh, you know some grit versus just being the nice guy because of you know the effects. So that's that's one thing um, that I think I could share is is. <laughs> You know, and then the, on the other side of that, being very empathetic and giving a shit has been profoundly awesome for my business. And so, like, for instance, if you worked with me directly, Adam, like inside my organization, I would I would find out what your strengths are and more importantly, what you want. If I know what you want, whether it's education, a certain amount of money or maybe a conglomeration of things, it's like, OK, now this vehicle of my business of this this thing, we can create a, a mutual synergistic uh you know, exchange. That's all that this is, is if I can get you to work inside of this mission and this thing that we've got going on, it's within my best interest as a leader, a titled person to know who you are, know what's going on in your life, help you attain that through this. And then we will have a dovetail groove. You feel me? Yeah. And I'll get more, I will get better work out of Adam because he knows that I give a shit and I'm helping him. You know, I'm, we're, we're working together towards X, whatever that ends up being. So that's a whole new thing that I'm learning. And empathy is very important there. Mm-hmm. But like I said, it's a double-edged yeah, sword sometimes. Sure and I think a lot mm-hmm. of people uh, tend to look, especially coming out of law enforcement and military careers, it's easy to become jaded enough to look at empathy as being a detriment and a weakness rather than a strength. Yes. Just the nature of the work. And I, I don't have civilian law enforcement experience. And I'm kind of thankful for that in some aspects because we were talking earlier, like the military side, these are filtered people. Mm-hmm. You can't just get into the military. There's prerequisites and even psych, you know, there's, out in the civilian world, you guys are, are left with everyone, you know, for the most part. They're not a filtered community. And um, so for us, even law enforcement's different. There's similarities, but, you know, I look at civilian LE as the real 
the real deal, the real game. And some other military people might be pissed off at me for saying that. That's okay. Love you guys still. <laughs> That's my thought on it. There's so much that can change you or, you know, you're either going to let things refine you or define you in life. And a lot of guys wear or internalize all these things that have happened to them. My challenge to those people would be don't let things define you. Let them refine you in who you need to be as your responsibility. We need leaders now more than ever. We need kick-ass people that are doing, that are serving in their community, serving on these people. And these, the guys that we're speaking to right now are those folks. So it's really cool. And I hope that, you know, somebody takes that and, and realizes that they need to audit how they're treating other people or audit how they're treating themselves. Uh, find more progressive outlets uh, with, with me. You know, our, our career field's flooded with alcohol too, which is a temporary mm-hmm. solution provider. Yep. And, you know, find that help. I, I trust that people will find the best solution um, for prosperity. We need it. Yeah. We need people to lead. We need people to bring people together. We need strong people in communities all over the planet, specifically in the United States. And that's a drink mud water. That's, my, that's what we were talking about. before. Drink we mud water. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Drink shout out Chick Fil A. Shout out Mud Water. Shoot, it's too, shout it's too bad I don't have affiliate links for either one of those. Huh? <laughs> They're gonna see this, dude. They're gonna hit you up. Watch. Right, right. Yeah, maybe someday. Uh, well, hey, you know what? Uh, on our way out here, why don't you? Because there's 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 guys and gals in this community that listen to the podcast that are creators. Okay, so why don't mm-hmm. you kind of uh, let me give you a minute to plug uh, yourself and True Fans. Let them know how can how can true fans help them out as a content creator, and if they're interested, how might they connect with you in order to become invited? True fans is for anybody with an audience, whether you're a brand, you're an individual content creator, an influencer. No, no matter what niche you're in, as long as you're not you know doing adult stuff, then you won't be allowed in. You can apply. You can go to truefanswithaz.com and apply. Or what what we'll do and. Adam is just now hearing this. I will give him access and he can be kind of the gatekeeper. To anybody that's listening to this now, they can go through Adam. Sweet. And if Adam, you know, you guys can collab there and and he can be the gatekeeper uh, through that. And I'll actually give him some more uh, formal like training and strategies based on the features and functionality. And hopefully through him, he can kind of cast those ripples out and teach some folks. But yeah, so go through Adam. He'll probably share some links after, you know, we'll set that up, the system for that. And, uh, yeah, getting in touch with me is easy. I mean, you can Google Tim brand. I'm working on my personal brand right now. Very uncomfortable thing getting on camera and being the dude that's like out on front street. I've always been behind the scenes. So that's another thing is be, be comfortable getting uncomfortable. Yep. It's required in, in business. The hardest part is going and telling people that you do a kick-ass job at something and giving yourself permission to be that expert. And, and, you know, so do that. And I'm, I'm living, I'm literally eating my, you know, eating my words right now because I'm here and I'm, I'm doing these proactive things to get out there and do my best to share without, you know, I don't, I don't care what the comments say. <laughs> That's important. You know what? Good marketing is polarizing. Yeah. It's just the reality of it. Hey, awesome, Tim. Thanks for being on the show. I really enjoyed uh, the time here and looking forward to seeing you in the community. I'm sure uh, other community members here are as well. So uh, if you want to, you can chat with Tim some more Woo-hoo. inside the LEO to CEO community. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I'll see you guys on the inside, right? Yeah.
Hey, thanks for sticking around till the end of the show. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a review at leo2ceo.com forward slash podcast dash review or in your preferred podcast listening app. I would love to hear your feedback and it will also help other compreneurs like yourself find the show. Be sure to check out the show notes for this episode. Just go to leo2ceo.com, click on podcast and search this episode number and you'll find all the links, descriptions and resources we talked about. And if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe so you'll be notified when the next episode is live. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll catch you guys on the next episode.